0: Support for this podcast comes from
1: UCSF Medical Center. UCSF Medical Center is ranked the number one hospital in California by U.S. News & World Report. UCSF Health, redefining possible.
0: Listening to NBC Sports Radio. NBC Sports Radio weekend. 6 is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Urro. Robbie Earle. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies football show here on NBC Sports Radio and through the NBC Sports Radio app. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and we're here to talk for an hour on England's Premier League. We'll get to Manchester United at Anfield at Liverpool. We'll get to Crystal Palace somehow beating Chelsea. But let's start at Vicarage Road, Robbie Earl, the home of Watford. And a quite incredible come from behind victory Mm. for Watford against Arsenal 2-1.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Watford first, Rob, because um, it was a team I thought, I have to say, might struggle this year. Uh, Marco Silva took the job very early. There were thoughts that there might be bigger, better opportunities out there. But he obviously saw the squad, likes the way that the football club work, Uh, brought in a group of players who he he can develop, and we've seen that. Mm -hmm. Richarlison's a great example. But we've seen players like Decore and Capuay and and, and Tom Tom Cleverley playing well. And, And just... I'm talking about the last three games I've seen um, this Watford team play, Rob. I've seen them beat Swansea late on 2-1 late goal with Charleston. I saw them draw last week, uh, sorry, before the international break, 2-2 with West Bromwich Albion having been 2-0 down, late goals. And I see him today, 1-0 down to an Arsenal team that at that time should be controlling the game and getting on top. And they end up winning 2-1 again. And this guy has gone into the football club. And not only has he got them in, in terms of, like, organisation, a system that suits the, their style of play, but he's given them a little bit of drive, a little bit of focus. And all of a sudden, this this team's now, you know, we're talking about this team being... A team that's going to be top half of the table, maybe, and, and trying to close the gap on the top six, then struggling down at, at the bottom three. And, and if ever there was, a, there was a, if ever something stood out like a beacon in terms of good management of a football club, Marco Silva showed that today.
0: I think what he's brought to Watford, he's certainly selected the right players. And mm-hmm. I think you make a very important point, Rob. Part of the attraction of going to Watford is the fact that their owner recruits a lot of players, and mm. he has a good track record of bringing in good players for Marco Silva to work with. That has to be a big attraction. You s- sometimes, Rob, with certain clubs you don't yeah. know really what the chairman's going to do, what the ownership's uh-huh. going to do, what players are going to bring in. So that's something that I think he's enjoyed. I think what we saw today was a change of system. He's smart, he thinks about every single game, he matched up the system with Arsenal today, and he made changes in the second half when they, were, yeah. when they went behind. Um, so I like the fact that he's a thinker. I saw an interview with him, Rob, recently where he dis- Described several system changes he made in a game to find a way to win. They haven't mm. been very good at home. They haven't, this is their first no, home no. Premier League yeah, win. They've the been better away from home, but mm. yeah, I mean, Marco Silva, you know, eyebrows raised when he took this job, given the fact that the. Managers do, do turn over quite a bit there, yeah. but he's done a marvellous job. And also in the selection, Rob, I want to get your take on how he's managing the strikers. Andre Gray mm. played this game. Troy Deeney yeah. started the previous yeah. one. Deaney came on today and was a handful for Arsenal. Yeah. Is he getting that right? And is Troy Deeney going to be happy um, to be competing? or Is he going to want to start every game? Maybe Troy
1: Deeney doesn't have to be happy, and I, I don't mind it, and, and, and it's going to throw me into where our, our conversation is going to go next with yeah. Arsenal. Is that I think Troy Deeney is is, 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 a, is a very good player, but I think he, he's also got to understand that, that you know he, he he has to work hard for his goals, he has to work hard for his team, he's got to keep on top of his weight, he's got to keep on top of his focus. He, he's a big personality in the football club, but I think Marco Silva's just almost said you're not a guarantee. Not, you know your yeah. name doesn't go on on the team. You have to earn the right, and I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. Now, Andre Gray still sort of finding his Premier League feet. Yes, he scored um, I think seven, or eight goals at, at Burnley. He's probably going to look to get double figures in, in a Watford team that look like they're going to create. But I don't think that little swapping and changing. I don't think none of those strikers thinking they're the, the main man. They're, they're the first name on the team sheet. So does either of them any harm and keeps him robbing Robbie, Mon- Robbie M- Musto. Hungry, yeah. which is a word I want to associate on, with, with Arsenal. I feel, I mean, watch what what I saw today. When the game was in the back, so there was two there was two occasions the game was, was in the balance at uh, one nil, and Mesut Özil misses a chance. I know some people jump on the Mesut Özil band, bandwagon. Listen, people miss chances. He misses a chance to make it two 0 It would have been a different game. They get a bad penalty against him. I didn't think it was a penalty kick, but they, you've now got to get over that as a footballer. The game then becomes in the balance at 1-1. You can either make sure it stays at 1-1, you can be, react positively, find a way to go and get 2-1 ahead and, and hang on. But what do Arsenal do? No, from 1-0 up in a position of reasonable comfort against a team who, they were, who they, they were technically better than, they allow back into the game and lose the three points. And it, it just so much summed up... Arsenal's lack of hunger, Rob. These, these what I call players with fat bellies, with comfortable bellies. They, they eat well, they sleep well, they've got a good life. They're not digging deep. They're not going to the well and, and having to, to drag it out. It, it just isn't
0: in that group. You know, when I'm in the studio, Rob, and the game's finishing up, I, mm. I am I'm agitated in the studio. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I know I'm getting wound up, and now this is the, this is the last game of a three-game window for us in the studio. It's a long day, yeah. it's a lot of work, mm. and it's a lot of kind of concentration, and you kind of it starts to get a bit tiring. This game had me perked up, and I'm and I know Rebecca's looking at me, I know she's going to come to me first because I'm I'm kind of not emotional about it, but I'm so frustrated for the Arsenal fans, mm. and I know the incidents, I know the penalty, I, and I know the chances they could have put the game to bed, but just the general malaise in the second half when they're okay to stroll through the game, you just said it, they allowed Watford to come back into the match. Mm. It was not a difficult away game. This wasn't one of those where like, wow, this is difficult, hanging mm. there together. The it point. wasn't that game. They should have got on the ball, and we've both been, been there. I said on the broadcast yeah. today, I've been in, I've been to Highbury, I've been to all the big stadiums, and oh, they're in front, and they're keeping mm. the ball, and I'm going to chase around, and we ain't going to get a kick. And that's what they didn't do today, and I don't get that. I, d- I just don't get uh, the, the the thought process. I mean, they looked Tired to me. I'm coming like I'm almost shaking and like in frustration. Uh-huh. Like, what's going on? I can't explain why Arsenal have switched uh, off in the second half.
1: Are, are people, will people turn to the international break? as uh, uh, well, nobody else done like that? Nobody a, else I, is complaining about it. That's Where's where I'm going. It didn't seem, didn't, seem else? To, didn't seem to hurt Manchester City. Now Alexis, Colombia don't don't, uh, don't don't qualify. So he's probably the same. Whether he's I don't know whether he's emotionally in the right place. Same with Aaron Ramsey. But you, listen, this is your club football. This is what you go back to. You've you played international football, whether your national cl- teams uh, have got to World Cups or not. You get on with, with, with your job. So, so I'm not, I'm not taking that one as, as an excuse, Rob. And, and so, where do we go? Where, where, what is the,
0: what is the reasoning? What, where are we? Where are where, we? Where, where, where we are?
1: Where, where, we are? Is that that there was a couple of shots of the sideline, and you see, you see, Marco Silva, young, progressive, fiery manager, new brush. You see Arsene Wenger, and I'm sad that I'm having to say yeah. it, but you see an old mop. <laughs> and and, and, and what, what what Arsenal fans are going to have to do now for the, for the next 18 months, Rob is, is hold your breath for 18 months. Hold your breath, see the great man out, have the flags flying, and then move on. Because nothing's changed, Rob. Oh, yeah. Nothing has changed from last season... And the season before, and the season before, and every year we thought, right, something else might happen, something I might regenerate and and I, and I, I think we were kind
0: of positive about Arsenal, by the way, Rob. Yeah, I season. just thought, even you know, the there signings, was something, like the good signing. Players, yeah. Tell me, tell me also, Robin, and, and
1: this came out last week, and I, and I, I didn't quite get my head around it, and, and, and it hasn't been made that much with all that's gone on with, with World Cup football, but this talk now that Alexis and Özil may go in the in this January window when. Surely, I remember having a conversation with Osming where he said, they'll be here for 12 months and we've got 12 months to convince them to stay. It almost seemed to me with this football club, like, there's no joined up thinking, Rob. There's no strategy involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about the the money that they could have gained in the summer window. They didn't do that, particularly on Alexis. We know the the big money for Man City. Um, I can't imagine that that they're going to sell Alexis to Manchester City. I mean... City don't need him, for for one, no. the way they're playing at the moment, and and it would be a, a PR absolute disaster. Mm. Um, but I think what the Arsenal fans want, and what we want, I want to see them play. Yeah. Where's Urza? Yeah. Where's Alexis mm. in behind mm. Lacazette? Where's Ramsey? Where's Ramsey? Where's, you know, uh, the, the, the back, the, the defence, I know they've got some defensive issues. Get Wiltshire issues. in, Elneny and Xhaka. Come Yeah, talk on. about that. So, so no, not, um, not
1: enough, Rob, not yeah. enough. Not, not week in, week out, doing what's required. Get Jack in. He, he's been away. He's got himself in a bit of shape now. Get him in. The, get him in into the team, and let's see where you go. Let's I, try something.
0: I saw a tweet about Marco Silva. Is he a future uh, Arsenal boss,
1: Robbie? Earle. Yes, he's got the potential. If he goes to Watford... How many, can, how many more can, can, clubs?
0: How many more moves? Or is it, does he no, go there?
1: No, no. Off, off the back of what he could do at Watford, if he can get keep them top ten, seven, eight for a couple of That'll seasons... That would fantastic. He, he's, he's in the frame. He's definitely in the frame, mate. But it was one of those days, another bad day for Arsenal as we look deeper into their problems. Not quite sure what the problem's going to be, what the solution's going to be actually. Maybe is it resignation from Arsene Wenger? Next up, we'll turn our attention to the big game of the day. That was Manchester United facing Liverpool in a game that always matters but didn't quite ever get going. This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio and we'll be back in a tick.
0: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. And we want to move on. And we want to move on to Anfield. And probably the biggest rivalry in English football, the two teams that have won the most trophies, been the most successful at home and abroad, is Liverpool Football Club and Manchester United. But there was frustration all around again today at Anfield. You had Liverpool that tried to win the game and Manchester United that tried not to lose the game. And it was interesting because Jurgen Klopp said this about Mourinho's tactics afterwards. No, it's on my right yeah, yeah. to be frustrated. It's um, uh, I'm, I'm sure if we would play like this, um, maybe you could not do this at Liverpool. Eh? <laughs> That's how it is. So, but obviously
1: in Manchester my, in my it's okay. I don't judge this. It's all okay. Good line, Jurgen Klopp liked it. Liked his response, Rob. But rhetorical question to you would be. Jurgen Klopp, we've seen him play some wonderful heavy metal front foot football. We've seen them on great days. We've also seen them days when defensively they've been lax, lack of organisation, lack of discipline. (laughs) Liverpool Football Club, as we knew back from the 70s and 80s, were the team that were the benchmark of English football and European football. It's been a long, long time, 27 years I think now, since they last won a title. Would Liverpool accept a title playing Jose Mourinho style? This is a Liverpool team who are desperate to get back to the top, desperate to to, to say they're they're the league title winners again. Would they accept that at, at Liverpool, or is it is that not is that never going to happen? Are they sacrosanct to the system, the way of playing, the style that's been synonymous with Liverpool Football Club that makes Liverpool Football Club and is their brand? Or at some point will winning be just as important?
0: You know what's interesting? Because you could argue that Manchester United like fans would say, mm. well, do we want a Mourinho type of approach here? They've gone for it. I wonder mm. if in the future <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> say, you know what, we'd have Jose, Jose Mourinho, Mourinho, Mourinho here too. To And I think to answer that question I think they would <laughs> take it. I think because it's been so long, they're so desperate. The expectation mm-hmm. is so high Anfield for Jürgen Klopp. Um, I think they would take a title in any way they can get it. But what I would add to that is that they wouldn't get a title playing the way that Mourinho played today because it was it wasn't fantastic counter-attacking football today. Firstly, they gave up um, one fantastic chance um, that, got, that, that, that uh, Chan puts over the bar. And uh, De Gea again has to make a fantastic save. And they never really offered a threat on the counter-attack. So we know and we, I can sometimes really appreciate the way that Mourinho plays. But today it wasn't one of those where you give them tons of credit because they weren't really a threat. And defensively, they weren't rock-solid, Rob.
1: Mmm... Slightly disagree, sir. Slightly disagree, on, only that... Okay, look, so, up until today, and, and, and I think you've been one of those, lots of people have said, United played nobody yet. United they mm-hmm. played nobody. Okay, well, every game we've seen, as Crystal Palace will talk about later, every game c- carries its, its own dangers, but they've, they, they were unbeaten in seven games, um, up until today. Then they go to Liverpool, which is a test at Anfield with Jurgen Klopp setting his team up. One of the the big rivalry. This is a real test. What's happened with Josie Mourinho? He's still unbeaten. His team's still... Well, no. Let me... Just let me give you some facts and data, as you would say. They're still unbeaten. They kept a clean sheet at one of the difficult teams in the league in terms of attacking ability. By luck or by judgment, this is where we are. So that's one game done... Out of the, one of their tough games, out the way, they're unbeaten, they're two points behind the leaders, knowing that City will have an off day. They've got to play City. Jose Mourinho wins titles this way. And when he's parading these trophies on the top of the bus that he parked today, going round Manchester, nobody will talk about the 0-0 draw at, at Liverpool.
0: Listen, I, I don't disagree with what he's done and the way that he's done it. My mm-hmm. argument is, Rob, that today... It wasn't, it wasn't that rock-solid, fantastically defensively tight, no, real threat. No. So, no. so uh, my point is, over a course of 38 games, in the tough games when they try mm. and do this, they're actually going to lose a few because they could have lost this game quite easily. Um, I mean, Lukaku could have scored when he went through, yeah. but on the balance of it, they were a little bit fortunate they didn't concede a goal today. They've got a fantastic goalkeeper, and that's all credit to Manchester United for recruiting him. I get that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm, you know, it, it's not... When it's done... Uh, to its to its perfection with Jose I I actually really enjoy watching it but today it wasn't so then so then you're like wow that was frustrating for Mkhitaryan it's frustrating for Romelu Lukaku it's frustrating for players that are sat on the bench the more the creative ones that Mm. don't play one match etc and you know it should go back to the most important people Rob and Manchester United and you know the fans yeah are they gonna be okay with that
1: uh, I think they will. And will they I think win they're a bit like To be
0: champions, I think they're a like bit that. like
1: Liverpool, Rob. Since Sir Alex Ferguson gone, they've they've sort of understood and recognised it. Actually. It isn't just we turn up at the start of a Premier League season so Alex Ferguson shows us all the silverware then. We can be out the top four. We can be out of Champions League. They know what, what that's like and being outside. And it's interesting because the points you make and, and the valley points, and I get what you say, when it's controlled, when they're when they stopping really shots well. on, yeah. when they, and they do it well and the counter-attack threat's there. It's a, it's a brilliant tactic yeah. and, and it's hard work and it's organisation and all those things. But also, Rob, sometimes... Yes, you need a bit of luck, you need your goalkeeper to come good, yep. and you need to hang in there a little bit. We just talked about Arsenal. Arsenal couldn't, couldn't get the, the, mm. the 0-0 today. Arsenal would have lost 1-0 today. Something would have gone wrong for Arsenal. So maybe whether it's luck judgment or good management or bad management, Jose Mourinho's got something about him, and that's why he's self-perfect the special one, because sometimes those points, when they should have got beat, but they've got a point, are points that win your titles. And, and they still ain't going to be too far off, Rob. Even though the big day, and I know maybe they play Man City in the Derby, that's going to be a great one. Mm. But I don't know, maybe a Spurs team, you think, if they were on the front foot with all their attacking threats, would be a
0: challenge. Just a final one on that before we move on, on to a little bit, you know, mm. a little bit Liverpool. Yeah. I, and I know, I think I know your answer is going to be, but but I, I'm watching the game there. I'm like, you know what? This was interesting for the first 20 minutes or so, I'm mm. watching attack versus defense. Yeah. But you know, it got old for me. I'm like, really? No, just yeah. for the entertainment part. Of it, yeah. I know, I know that the Marino's not there to entertain the fans. But is there some part of it, It's like I think through Twitter, I think you know, it was like, wow, you know, NBC hyped yeah. up this game so much, and it was drab wow. like it was last year. Has Marino mm. got a little bit more of any kind of conscience that you know what? Maybe at Maybe given the size of this game, I should try and play a little bit more? I
1: I wish I could give you the answer that you wanted, but not really. He'll point to titles, he'll point to success, he'll point to what you have to do. And, you know, he's already spun it, Rob, That Jurgen Klopp didn't open the door, didn't give him chances to play. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Jose, please. So, we know what we're getting, we have to put up with it. he's He's not here to entertain us, he's here to win trophies for Manchester United.
0: What did you learn about Liverpool today, Rob?
1: Um that they're a, a real goal scorer short of being able to make to punch in, in the top for for titles or for certainly for top four mm. they had too much possession they created good chances but weren't able to put them away Daniel Sturridge becomes an enigma that needs sorting out you need a centre forward in there uh, defensively they were a little bit better they had very
0: little to do did they, they really they didn't
1: but you know listen it's a clean sheet for them and Lovren mm. comes yep. out of the game without making any huge mistakes so I think that that's that, gives you a little bit of confidence. But you know, at some point, Rob, we've got to start to assess and it might be at the end of the season, where is Jurgen Klopp and the development of Liverpool Football Club? And I'm talking about development. They're a great team, they're well set up, but are they really any closer to winning a title than when he when he when he walks through
0: the door? I, I think that they're on a good path, and I accept that right now they've had a bit of a blip and they're struggling mm. a little bit. But, but like, they're closer
1: to a title because well, that's I that's think, the I ultimate think, aim,
0: isn't it? Right now, it's hard to make that argument because where they're sat in the table right now. But I think no, but they George... are steadily they're steadily improving, and I think this is what Klopp does. It took him three years to win a title at the Bundesliga mm. with with Borussia Dortmund, and I think that's what he's tr- obviously uh, uh, trying to get there. It's going to take him a little bit of time. But listen. Well, we'll take a break. We're mm. going to talk about a game that's pretty incredible, really. Mm. Crystal Palace, no wins, no goals. We're playing the champions at Sellers Park. And you know what? They won. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show. We'll be back in a moment. To Robbie's football show with myself Robbie Mustard and my pal as ever Robbie Earl. And we take this hour to talk Premier League. And we talk Premier League because of amazing stories <laughs> and amazing games. And we got one today, Robbie Earl. Yeah. Crystal Palace, bottom of the league, yeah. no goals, yeah. and no points against yeah. the Champions Chelsea. And you know what? They go there and they, they they find a way to win. Amazing.
1: No points, no goals, should have been no chance. You think uh, reigning champions, team that that that, that you know, make sure the focus is right, go into games well prepared. I mean, yes, the international break, players are, uh, lots of players are away, but that was the case for everybody. And then... Roy Hodgson became the man with a plan. Uh, for Zaha being back is is huge for the football club. You can just see what he brings to the team in terms of athleticism, of confidence, of taking on defenders and making things happen. It's almost like he's become the vibe for the dressing room because other players took, took a link of him. Playing Andrews Townsend and him as a front two against Chelsea's back three, I think surprised the way that Chelsea went into the game. There was a number of occasions during the game where you just saw the back three were almost... You you know, would have preferred a, a Benteke where there's one big solid body you know what he wants, you know the kind of runs he's going to make and you've just got to physically body up against him and, and block his runs and that, when you get Zahn you get Townsend they play in those little holes and spaces and want to make runs wide and little diagonals and it, it, it drew Chelsea all over the pitch, they couldn't get their, their normal organisation uh, a little bit more drive, 4-4-2 from midfield, solid, lots of hard work and, and trying to match what, what Chelsea do in the middle of the park and you know Hatch off to Roy Hodgson because everybody was oh, saying.
0: Oh, there it is! Everybody, there it was, everybody is. was overwhelmed. Oh, eight, game, eight
1: games, underwhelmed. underwhelmed. He's got himself a three-point bonus. He's ahead of the game. Well done, Roy.
0: I give him a ton of credit. I give more credit. You're going to give him because you know we often kind of think. Match. Yeah, it's I know, one match. but but in the two-week window. And I know a lot of players are off on international mm. duty, but I give him a load of credit for, for thinking about things. He's had a little look now over a few weeks. He came up with a kind of a funky little system with a very narrow uh, midfield four, and to play to Andrews Townsend and Wilfred Zahara. to say to those two players, Ah, by the way, you know, it has been out for a few weeks, to say, go and play up front. Go and have some fun. Go and, go and give, give a problem to Chelsea defenders. I just thought it was, you know, and not just that part of it, the, the kind of the tactical plan, but also the way that the players played, Rob. I mean we were in the like, wow, this is like this is like Barcelona. <laughs> some of the football. There's no Calm There was, down, no, <laughs> there was no sign of of a lack of confidence or nervousness about getting on the ball at home when things have been so bad. I I, I honestly couldn't believe what I was seeing with <clears> some <throat> of the football, some of the problems that they were giving Chelsea. And I put it absolutely squarely down to the manager, Roy Hodgson, who a lot of people in you know, a little bit ridiculed him getting this job. You know he's been out the game for a long time at a club level, um, but he's experienced, and I think I just think that he deserves a lot of credit for for reinventing Ch- uh, Crystal Palace for this match and doing an amazing job against them.
1: I, I think it's, it's always a, a good sign from, from the experience, Rob. That he you remember he's had it at uh, at Fulham. He's been in the football clubs that that, that that have been down at the bottom and struggled, and I think he's got a confidence in himself, the experience that he can he can he can call on of the situations obviously it's just been keep working on the confidence and making sure people he, he doesn't lose people and um, what does it do for now, him
0: what does it do for him in terms it, of uh, the chances to stay because we we could massive nearly massive, right massive. in the mark Listen, by the way if they lost we, today yeah,
1: yeah we're looking at, at, at Bournemouth uh, on four points Leicester on five Everton only on seven so, so a couple more wins Rob and they could all, all of a sudden find themselves yeah, near a mid-table near a tenth than, than the bottom of the league so it's, it's massive just to get the first win just to get the first goal to get that off the back to start everyone talking about about when a is going to do anything? Now they—they they, now the next, the most important game is their next game. They go away to Newcastle, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I think good, a good place to go. It'll be good atmosphere. It's a team they could beat, and all of a sudden you go back to back, and everything starts to change. So uh, d- certainly think that um, it, it was a great win. And do you know what, uh, Julian Speroni in goal. I think Chelsea yeah. might have had. Well done th- for that. I think Hennessy yeah, a little had bit of a, kind of a b- bit of a knock a cough or something. He yeah. didn't play. But you know what? Julian Spironi has never let that team down. And if you want a side note, he's got a little restaurant and he's a nice little starter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, talking about next mm. games, Chelsea's next game mm. is Roma at home yeah. on Wednesday in the Champions League, and yeah. Alvaro Morata is expect- expected to be back. Mm. So, who played in this game? Mishi Batshuayi. Chouai- a young striker mm. that's up the, the football club now to be a, f- a first team striker mm. he gets his opportunity today Robbie Earl and he yeah. got dragged off yeah. in the second half and I, I felt for him with that reaction mm. he point, He kind of looked upwards he was so frustrated what he is he...
1: there, a there's a there's a there's a phrase I always say and I, something I always kept to my, my career working with managers you have to, there's a great feeling when you know a manager trusts you. So he'll change him position and say, listen, I'm going to play you here today, or this, or... He trusts you. He, he knows that you'll give everything that you've got. I don't think that Batuai feels that Conte trusts him. I remember... But he, the, can't, he can't, can he? Uh, no, a couple think. of weeks ago when they played Manchester City-Chelsea and, and Morata got the injury and we're thinking, OK, what's he going to do? And maybe for tactical reasons, he put Willian on, didn't put Batuai on, and I said... That, that that that's hurtful if you're centre forward. You want to go right for like and have your time. He plays against Crystal Palace today, team that, that up until today, no goals, no points. You're thinking, okay, chance to get some goals, even if it's late in the game, I might get one or two. He's good late goals as we've seen in Champions League. Doesn't get that opportunity, gets taken off the pitch. It is obvious. That the manager doesn't really fancy this guy. He's going to play him when... Is many he skate, times.
0: Group, skate group today,
1: wasn't he? Um, don't know. He, so, he, he, interesting, you, you've didn't gone down... Well, route, did I just, yeah. he didn't play well, did not He didn't play well. I just want to go down the Antonio Conte, Conte route and, and I, you know, think he's a wonderful manager and done a great job at this football club. But, handling of Bacuai, is that, has that been as good as it should have been? We don't know. Some of the transfers this summer... You're the other big thing that keeps coming out, Robin, and I know we... I don't want to... to interpret gossip the wrong way but there keeps being this talk about conte wanting to go back to italy which I don't think is helpful in a football club. I'm not sure that's... We never, heard a... any of the, we never heard any of this last season when they were winning titles. There just seems to be a rumbling that doesn't go away about the manager not being happy, and I just don't think it's creating a great environment around the football club.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that a lot of that's drummed up by the press. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't uh, sign an extension to the terms of his contract in terms mm-hmm. of the length of it, so the people will talk. Um, yeah. But I think he's, he's told everybody that his family's moved over, they're fully committed to London, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, I just think more of a concern uh, is N'Golo Kante, Rob, and mm. injured an in international player, fabric has yeah. played alongside Bakayoko, Bakayoko played well, he scored a goal, how much did they miss him today? Because well. they were flat today, Chelsea. The, yeah, really but flat.
1: listen, go and ask Leicester City fans and, and players how yeah. much you miss N'Golo Kante and, and they'll tell you, just, this guy is the battery in the water, you know, he's the guy who sets the energy, who sets the pace, who sets the press, who goes off and wins the ball for him in good areas of the pitch and allows the other players to play. You can't he's, he's almost irreplaceable in, in that side and it's they're talking like four to six weeks possibly with, with, with the hamstring injury I mean that that's a seriously long time there's a, and there's a lot of games coming up in this next period between now and the Christmas window yeah. uh that, that Chelsea could be missing him so that's a big big blow I think for Antonio Conte in that team
0: I think when you look at to the Champions League coming up, and I, I saw, mm. I watched Chelsea today and I thought, hmm, this is the sort of game when we know that retaining the Premier League title is so, so hard, yeah. it, it just didn't look like they had the mm. eye of the tiger today, that little bit of fire in the belly to go and find a result. You know they've got that game... Which in isn't this really like them, is, them, is the it? Champions, I mean, last
1: season really, really, we never saw any of that, did we?
0: see it as if, mm. like, hmm, there today is a signal that actually, Chelsea aren't going to, they are not going to retain the Premier League title. That fire, it just wasn't there today, and I think you look out for these things, these little moments in a season. Now, they could react over mm. the next couple of weeks and get some good results, yeah. but today, just just had it flagging in my brain, you know what, they're not quite at it what they should be if they want to go and win the title this season as well.
1: Yeah, Chelsea will turn their attention to Champions League, they play at home against Roma on Wednesday for Roy Hodgson and Palace, an absolute, couldn't have gone any better for three points of the season for them. They can look forward to a trip to Newcastle next weekend. Now, we'll go to the Etihad after this, who a team is scoring goals for fun. Seven-goal demolition of sexy, sorry, Stoke. Should we post the Premier League trophy already up to the Etihad? It's it's done, isn't it? No-one's going to catch them. This is the Two Robbie Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Welcome back to
0: the Two Robbies Football Show. And we are going to go on in this last segment to talk about... Everton's trip to Brighton & Hove Albion Ronald Koeman under so much pressure uh, for tomorrow's match early match 8.30 kick off it is tomorrow on NBCSN but we have to talk about Manchester City today, mm. Rob, and the most stunning result, maybe, um, with City beating Stoke City 7-2 with an mm. incredibly uh, attractive display of attacking football. Ruth is finishing from a very young, exciting front line. Goals from all over the parts of the team. Subs coming in, getting goals, doing all their right, thing. All right, stop scaring oh, the rest of the league, will you? Geez. How, how excited oh, no. be, or should Man City fans be at the moment?
1: This, this is what they signed up for when, um, 18 months ago, Pep Guardiola walked in, into the football club and you knew this guy was going to change the look, the feel, the way that the football club played. He, he was never going to conform to what many people are saying he's going to have to change. I think there's been an adaption and we've seen it through different systems, seen it through different styles of play. But the guy's going to do it with possession, with attacking football, with goals. And right now, uh, almost, uh, they're in the sweet spot. They're in the groove. Mm. Now, what's going to happen when there's a slight derailment?
0: What I don't de- know. What derails them? How can what, they have a derailment? What,
1: what derailment could yeah. be a Chelsea day like today when focus isn't quite right, when after a Champions League, for argument's sake, everybody is wallowing in that and not got their head on. They got their home to Burnley next weekend. Interesting fixture because Burnley bring a certain thing to the party that you've got to match. And if you're not prepared to match it, Burnley will make it a horrible game. They're going to sit deep. They're going to counter-attack. They've got Chris Wood who can get a goal. Um, so they, they can open, they, they, they can make it difficult. Now, that's what teams are going to look at and say, we've got to sit deep. We've got to bring our counter maybe set pieces, because we're not going to have enough of the ball, and they're going to have plenty of, of, of opportunities the way they play given. So I think that that's the thing, Rob. If, if, if that can, if teams start to get that mentality this is the way, the blueprint of, of a way to beat Man City, that would be the hope. But um, at the moment you say going toe-to-toe with most teams th- there's only going to be one winner.
0: Yeah, I mean Burnley will get battered next saturday <laughs> i mean the only
1: like like you talk about not having batted by
0: burnley well we'll see three weeks we'll for burnley
1: see. working on the training let's ground all in. weekend yeah, let's we'll check, check in, in next saturday and, and we'll talk about f- it less than four, you're saying four and above. <laughs> I'm you, saying you batted, four and But it can't be
0: one. Can yeah, it's four. It's, got a, it's four or above. Now, no, just let, on, back on that, I mean, they've yeah. got Napoli on Tuesday, mm. Rob. So, mm. you know, there's a little gap there for Saturday, and this is a situation where you're saying is, you know what, there's going to be a lot of emotion there, because Napoli yeah. are, are impressive. They play mm. a great brand of football. They've been one of the best sides around Europe, and Pep said that a few times now. So, that's going to be a difficult game. Yeah. If they come through that, and it's a difficult game, might they be a little bit less up for the game against Burnley mm. I just think but when Burnley see this Rob they're like wow we've got to go to the Etihad next and we're going to be holding on for dear life I just you know in terms of what could go wrong I still think defensively Rob we know that Benjamin Bendy's going to be out for a long time and the lads wore t-shirts with his name on the back of them today mm. and Delph's done okay um that's where I mean Stoke got a couple of goals you today. got you got to have the ball Rob might... too. I know
1: you, you got to have the ball to hurt them if, if they don't give you the ball how are you can hurt them <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. I know, and, and Burnley won't have much of the ball, but they can still hurt them from set pieces and maybe a flurry going forward. It's just stopping them, isn't it? Mm. And they D- didn't have Gabriel Jesus, Rob, for most of last season. No. You know, players,
1: Mendy's out, isn't he? And we ye- thought, mm, is that going to be a bit of a problem to him? But,
0: but, but they're so much better attacking-wise. They're mm. so much better. So if they like today, the casino two got holes, but yeah. they got seven. So they might not be the best defensive team. Yeah, it went Mendy to 3-2, right didn't it, once
1: one stage. Yeah. It went 3-1, but, 2, but two yeah.
0: I mean, you've got Aguero didn't even play. you got Bernardo yeah. Silva comes off the bench,
1: Fernandinho scoring world. Good to win,
0: yeah, I mean, Fernandinho. So, it's it, like you said, it is Frank. what Pep kind of thought that he was going to try and bring to the football club, and mm. it's just, it's really entertaining today. We looked at the goals today, and we, we spoke through them in the highlights and stuff, and it, it was like, wow. Sometimes the, the it's, it's just sit back and enjoy it, isn't it?
1: Enjoy some good quality football. It's almost like the of team that he had, you know, that kind of in and out and then down the sides and balls flying across the six-yard box.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just stunning stuff. I and mean, we're going to do a Europod podcast mm. um, later next week to react to all the European games. But it's going to be fascinating to see how City do and the other Premier League sides that are doing yeah. so, uh, doing so well, Rob. Let's let's jump ahead and look at a game tomorrow. Mm. And we're going to do it because there's a lot of pressure on Ronald Koeman. And Correct. he's had an awful run, really, over the last few weeks. A um, lot yeah. of expectation, lots of money spent, new players brought in. He's struggling. Yesterday in his press conference, Rob, he talked about it's hard to integrate so many new players. Are you buying mm. that?
1: No, Marco Silva and hasn't done a bad job of it, yeah. by the way. Mm. Um, Pep Guardiola doesn't seem to do a bad job of it, by the way. I mean, listen, the one I wish Ronald wouldn't go down that route because one of the things I like about him is his honesty and he doesn't dodge questions. And we, I saw a coach at Southampton and I saw a coach in, in port of his early port at Everton that's a lot better than, than what's happening now. Now, I don't know what's happening at the football club. People don't seem as committed. People, the system doesn't quite seem right. Guilfay Siggins come in and it hasn't really happened yet, goes for Iceland and is stunning, scores goals and making goals. So, something is not right at the football club. Ronald Koeman dare not lose this game tomorrow, Robin Muster. Dare l- not lose l- me, this
0: game. I just wanna give you a quick one here. And uh, it's just Ronald Koeman. There's a, a little bit of sense that when he talks, he's a little bit like, you know, it's their problem, not mine. They're scared Mm. to play football, you know, and and I think he's got to be careful Mm. not to distance himself from the team's performances.
1: Absolutely. Whenever a dressing room becomes us and them instead of we, you've got a problem. And players pick it up, and players will pick it up, because when you're winning, it's we, and if if you're not losing, it's them. And um, I just think Ronald Koeman's a huge game. I just expect his team to do it. You can't spend 200-odd million dollars in the summer and go to Brighton and lose and expect to keep your job. So, on a big day, uh, Tamfield, when the game never quite took off, but Manchester City there in seventh heaven continuing to set the standards at the top of the table. And Palace, yes! Crystal Palace got the first win against reigning champions Chelsea remember for more debate discussion and good old arguments make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, download the two Robbies football show and if you like what you hear please rate and review the show it goes a long way to help our ranking and visibility and just as importantly let us know what team you support and why you love that particular team we'll read out the best responses in our midweek Euro podcast during the week
0: yeah thanks for listening to the show remember you can tweet us your thoughts at the two Robbies at any time and look out for a pod later next week and of course we'll be back next saturday 5 p.m eastern time here on NBC sports radio for another two robbie's football show so until then it's good night from me and good night from him good night good night